electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the keynote by CNBC Events. I'm Tyler Matheson. On this podcast, we bring you in-depth, candid conversations with CEOs, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders recorded at CNBC's live events. Today, a conversation with Minsak Pak. He's Chief Strategy and Transformation Officer for Mondelez International, the company behind brands like Oreos, Ritz Crackers, and many, many more. He joined us at CNBC's At Work Summit on October 6, 2020, and spoke with my colleague Sarah Eisen. His focus? His company's rapid response to the pandemic, which relied heavily on technology and AI to keep production going and his workforce connected. Take a listen. Tell us a little bit about your role and how you've navigated Mondelez through the COVID crisis. So I'm the Chief Strategy and Transformation Officer. Uh, I lead our strategy development planning, our mergers and acquisitions, um, e-commerce, and our digital initiatives. And, you know, the early days of the pandemic, uh, every day was something new, uh, and it was completely unpredictable. Uh, some, you know, day one, it could be a supplier having an issue, uh, getting delivery out of the port, might be logistics problems or transportation shutdowns, government shutdowns, retailers closing doors. And it became very evident very early on that we had two priorities. First was to ensure the safety and health of all our employees. And that meant that we listened to the science. We worked with the medical professionals to put in place the robust safety protocols in all our facilities around the world. The second thing was we had to make sure that our plants were operational and, their, that, and that our business was up and running so that folks could get their favorite Oreos, their, their products that they loved, and make sure that we had those available to them. And what that meant was we had to adapt. We had to be extremely agile, flexible at the local level so that our teams could respond to all the uncertainties uh, that were thrown at them on a day-to-day basis. The other thing we had to do is, of course, we had to support uh, our employees to work and operate in a completely new environment and new normal in ways that we hadn't done before. What sort of investments did you have to make around technology, for instance, to get the supply chain, you mentioned a number of times, running because you were able to keep that going, to keep the stores and the shelves stocked? How did you do that and, and where did you have to invest? Technology and digital really touches on all parts of our business. Um, from the way that we communicate and connect with consumers, the way that we work with our customers, and of course, how we run our supply chain. One example in, in the way that we use technology during the pandemic was that we use predictive analytics to identify potential COVID hotspots at a very local level where all of our plants and distribution centers were. And this allowed us to plan ahead and to put in place the contingency plans to make sure that we were keeping our people safe and make sure that we were addressing the likely issues so that we could keep our plants running. So the predictive analytics 
came um, in, it had a huge impact on how we were able to identify potential hotspots. What are they showing right now? Well, what they're showing right now is there's still quite a bit of uncertainty, right? And what you see in different markets is uh, a resurgence in cases. And you see other places starting to plateau. Uh, I think uh, on top of that, we have to look at the potential uh, outlook for vaccine availability and um, and how the economy is going to respond uh, around the world and what the impact on GDP growth will look like. So we're taking all of these factors into consideration. And, uh, and you know, these models are very dynamic. And uh, these are things that we have to update on a regular basis. Canva presents stories to keep you up at night. It was an ordinary work day until... The Singapore presentation is at... <laughs> 3 a.m. The office was shocked. <laughs> That's when we sleep. Maya made it less scary with Canva. <laughs> I'll just record my presentation so Singapore can watch it anytime. Record and present anytime with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. What about the consumer side of things? We have seen such a rapid shift in terms of e-commerce for everything, including consumer staples like food. What are you seeing on that front and and how have you pivoted your business to address how rapid the shift has happened? The the, the shift online for uh, for food has been incredibly rapid. Uh, We went from in the neighborhood of 3% penetration online in the US to more than six, 7% in, in a matter of months, uh, what would have taken years. And so that was a dramatic shift. And we were already making investments in e-commerce coming into uh, into this year. Our e-commerce business last year, for example, grew more than 30%. But as the pandemic shifted consumer shopping behavior, uh, we saw this as an opportunity to accelerate that component of our strategy. So we did everything from working with our retail partners to ensure product availability, uh, to put together exciting offers and campaigns for, for consumers uh, we you know, invested in our supply chain capability uh, to to be able to fulfill uh, e-commerce packs. We also saw this as a unique opportunity to engage more directly with our consumers through our direct-to-consumer sites, our D2C sites, and to offer consumers something unique that they may not be able to find elsewhere. So as an example, our Sour Patch Kids site, uh, you can go on sourpatchkids.com and, uh, and customize a pack for you. So if you like all blue, hmm. you can get a pack that's all blue. If you want half and half of blue and red, you can do that as well. So we use this as an opportunity to, again, invest in our e-commerce technology, our e-commerce platforms to not only meet the consumer demand, but also to enhance that one-to-one relationship we have with our consumers through some of our direct consumer sites. It sounds great for my picky toddler who only eats green color candy. Uh, probably shouldn't eat candy at all, Minsak. What about what you're seeing in terms of the, the data on consumer habits, what they're buying, how they're buying, how things have changed since the pandemic? How, 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 how do you get a glimpse into that and how does it shift what you're focused on? One of the things that we have seen is that consumers uh, have shifted and are really leaning on brands that they know and they trust, brands that give them comfort and bring them joy during, during these really uncertain times. So some of our global brands like Oreo, uh, Ritz, uh, you know, Cadbury chocolates, 
And, you know, we see them coming to these brands and really relying on them. So there's, there's been a big shift to that. Uh, we're also seeing that as consumers spend more time at home, they're buying bigger bundles, bigger packs. Uh, and so we're having to make sure that we meet the demands for the different pack sizes available. And of course, you know, during these times, we, we all worry about um, uh, not overeating, oversnacking. And well-being is, is an important uh, part of our strategy. It has been a, a critical component in our strategy to make sure that we are providing the choices and the options for consumers to, to snack right. And, that's, and that is a purpose. It's a higher purpose for us to enable consumers to snack right. And so we're working within many of our brands to make sure that we are uh, we're providing a better portion control, um, you know, reducing sugar, for example, the 30% less sugar, Cadbury chocolate, uh, organic ingredients in, in our Triscuits products. So all these all these things that we're doing within our portfolio to to enable consumers to snack right and give them the choices to, to snack more healthy. Do consumers spend more money when they buy online? You know, many studies um, uh, suggest that consumers who are omni-shoppers who shop online as well as in-store, that their baskets uh, and the, are larger and they tend to spend more over time. And, um, uh, you know, and that's something that I think retailers have seen. Um, and what we see is, of course, that the, uh, that the online shoppers, they do tend to buy uh, more products. You know, you're not going online just to buy a single packet of Oreos. You're generally right. buying that, uh, you know, in conjunction with other things. Summer, the best time of year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Canva presents stories to keep you up at night. It was an ordinary work day until... The Singapore presentation is at 3 a.m. The office was shocked. <laughs> That's when we sleep. Maya made it less scary with Canva. <laughs> I'll just record my presentation so Singapore can watch it anytime. Record and present anytime with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. You mentioned that the factories have to stay up and running so that you can keep the supply coming in. What about the rest of Mondelez? How, how many people are working at home and how have you had to adapt and shift the operations? One of the early concerns was how do we keep uh, our entire uh, employee base connected through the pandemic? Because very quickly around the world and we're op- you know, and we operate in, uh, in every part of the world, um, we had to go remote and with countries locking down, people were working from home. And so the you know, concern was how do we keep people engaged? How do we keep people connected? And, and we invested quite a bit in the technology to allow for virtual meetings, to allow for remote collaboration, communication, et cetera. But the thing that I've been incredibly encouraged to see is how we are using that technology uh, to stay connected in some ways even more than ever. 
and to uh, and to really live our our culture and values around support and sharing. Uh, so, as an example, one of our facilities had a uh, the employees there took an initiative for a mask drive where they made masks for the community. Mm-hmm. And when when that story got picked up on our internal social media network, that news just spread like wildfire. And we had teams from all over the world doing something similar. Um, another example of, of, of how people were using the tools to, to share uh, is uh, you may have heard about the Oreo challenge. This is where you put the Oreo on your forehead and, and try to get it in your mouth without using your hands. And that became a challenge and a competition internally. And we had you know, folks from all over the world uh, posting videos and people commenting and giving tips and things like this. And an interesting you know, thing that my team started to do was how we used uh, the virtual meetings to invite each other into each other's homes more. And so we would have meetings with, you know, with kids at our side or you know, got, the, got to meet the family pets. Uh, and so it was really encouraging to see how we're using the technology uh, during the pandemic mm-hmm. to, uh, to say connected even more than, than we had before. Finally, Minsuk, as, as we're talking to a group of CIOs and, and CTOs, what are the biggest lessons you learned that will inform the way you make decisions going forward? You know, this may sound trite, Sarah, um, but I think it is to expect the unexpected. Uh, there were so many things that, that we never expected could happen and that we just took for granted, right? We took for granted that stores were always going to be open. We took for granted that transportation systems would work. We took for granted that ports would stay open. And what we learned was that you can't take any of these things for for granted. And uh, and what it allowed, what the pandemic allowed us to do was look at every part of our business, all of our different facilities, our different functions, and identify those factors, those variables that could swing the business the most that have the biggest impact and develop the, the framework uh, around the, you know, how we deal with those situations and to develop those playbooks and, uh, and, and think about how we you know, instill and encourage the agility in the organization to be able to respond to any one of these disruptive uh, events. It could be a pandemic, it could be a natural disaster, it could be a political insurrection. All these things have an impact on our business and now that we've got the, the frameworks in place and the playbooks in place, I think we're in a much better position. So no Oreo shortages ever. Is that something you're, you're promising? I, I, you know, I hope that um, if you ever find yourself in a position where you can't find household products and toilet paper, you'll at least get your Oreos. That was Minsock Pack, Chief Strategy and Transformation Officer for Mondelez International. He spoke to Sarah Eisen at CNBC's At Work Summit on October 6, 2020. The keynote is produced by the CNBC events team. For more information about upcoming CNBC events and how you can join us, visit CNBCEvents.com. I'm Tyler Matheson. Thanks for listening. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.